You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia and the topic of our podcast today is dreams. What are they and how do we make sense of them? Most of us remember having dreams and even nightmares since we were children. Sometimes they were so real that we didn't know we were dreaming until a parent tells us in our distress it was only a dream. As we get older, we come to understand what dreams are and can often soothe ourselves after the extreme break from waking reality we call dreams and nightmares. We come to understand that dreams are our subconscious mind working out our mental and emotional challenges from our waking life. But there are so many different kinds of dreams that often cause us to question the true meaning. From personal experience and experience working with others, I've come to realize that dreams are a very important part of our lives as they give us insight into our waking struggles and challenges. Dreams communicate with us in symbols and emotions. There are many dream interpretation books out there that give generalized meaning to our dreams. But one thing that is for certain, we can't always rely on a book to tell us what just happened in that strange dream that we had last night. In my personal experience, I've had lucid dreams, which are dreams where I am aware that I'm dreaming, and they seem very real. I've had nightmares, which are dreams filled with terror and fear. I've had premonition dreams that foretell what is to come. I've had past life dreams that capture some moment in time, perhaps already lived. I've had dreams where I visited with someone I loved who has passed on to the other side. I've had dreams where I know that I can fly or levitate, and I use this fantastic power to escape a threat or simply rise above a circumstance that I don't want to be in. I've had dreams that are more like astral travel where I'm exploring life outside my window without my physical body. Chased by a dog who becomes aware that there's a presence there. And I quick quickly escape the dog catapulting back into my body, waking up in my bed to hear a dog barking outside of my open window. Was that real? I've had dreams where I have an awareness of a special power 
that I possess, such as my vocal tones. One in particular, I was confronted with a very dark power that showed up in front of me as a dark cloud or mass. I took a deep breath, let out a strong tone and shattered the dark mass. I woke up believing these tones have power that I've yet to understand in the waking realm. So there's not just one kind of dream. Some dreams are helping us to come to terms with confusing emotional issues. And some dreams help us to solve problems and work out mental confusion. But there are dreams that feel more like spiritual experiences, the kind of experiences we can only have when we release our waking consciousness and all its fears and beliefs. There was one dream in particular where I was taking a nap in the daytime and I dreamt there was a man entering my house through the front door and he had a key. I got up to confront the intruder in the dream. When I woke up, I heard someone entering my house through the front door with a key. I got up and ran downstairs to see a young man standing in my house right outside my front door. Somehow I felt prepared to deal with him. That dream had prepared me. I asked him how he got in and he said he had a key. I asked him where he got the key and he said his mother used to live in the house and he was looking for something that was left behind. He appeared to be on drugs and unable to fathom that what he was doing was not okay. I was renting the house from a friend who had given a key to his ex-girlfriend at one point. And this was his ex-girlfriend's son. I told this man that this was no longer his mother's house and he needed to leave or I would call the police. After I took his key and locked the door, I called my friend who I was renting from and arranged to have the locks changed. My dream alerted me through a premonition and prepared me to face an intruder with strength and power. In this premonition, I had already successfully confronted the intruder and was safe. So in some way, I already knew how it was going to end. I've had dreams where I also experienced those who had crossed over to the other side that were still hanging around. They were benevolent and just waiting for a woman I was caring for when I was in my early 20s to cross over. I realized them to be her husband and her mother. When I awoke from this experience, I wasn't afraid, but I felt somehow watched over and protected. I've had some dreams that were more like horrible nightmares where I'm hiding from Nazi soldiers who were looking for me. It felt a bit like I was Anne Frank 
or a victim as she was. These dreams were repetitive, leading me to believe I may have actually had some kind of past life during the Holocaust. The best way for me to describe dreams after all my experiences is that they are experiences we have when we're not consciously awake and aware, or rather when we are asleep. They are not always the same kind of experiences, meaning they're not always just our subconscious mind working out issues. They can be astral travel, premonitions, facing dark forces, past life memories, and other experiences that happen when we leave the 3D waking reality. Sometimes the experiences we have when we leave the 3D waking reality are just as real to us as when we are awake. For example, when I fly or levitate, I'm anchored in a reality where flying and levitating is possible, at least for me. When I wake up in 3D reality, I'm always disappointed at the limitations I have here in this physical realm. The dreams that are the most common are the experiences where our subconscious mind is communicating with us through symbols. These kinds of dreams can give us profound insights as to what is going on for us on a subconscious level. I often have clients keep a dream journal and when they awaken from a dream, write it out in detail. If we don't capture the dream right away, we're likely to lose it and with it the opportunity to learn something important or significant. So even if you wake up at 3 a.m., turn on your light and write down your dream to the best of your recollection. Intuitively, I often find that I can interpret the dreams of my clients through understanding the symbology. For example, if they dream of being in a house, the house often represents one's psyche. The dreamer may say, I was in a house. It wasn't my house where I live now. It was different. But I had the feeling in my dream that this was my house. There was a man living there with me, I think. I think that it was my ex, but I can't be sure. In the dream, I wanted to paint the wall in the kitchen, and he was opposed to my painting the wall. He was telling me that this was his house too, and he didn't want the wall painted. The house in this dream likely represents the dreamer's psyche. The other person in the dream may have been her ex, but she can't be sure. And this is because it isn't about who that person is exactly. It's about a power struggle to take, take charge of her own psyche instead of giving her power away to someone who wants to control what she does in her own house. This may be a pattern she has 
of giving her power away and not honoring herself and what she wants. The man in the dream represents the type of person she typically gave her power away to. Some dream interpreters will tell us that the people in our dreams are all aspects of ourselves. I don't think it's a good idea to say always when it comes to dreams because there's so much symbology that depends on our particular situation and the type of dream that we're having. You could say the man in the dream I just described who may have been her ex and didn't want her to paint the wall in the house was part of herself that made her feel powerless. The aspect of self that always held her back from doing what she wanted to do. But in waking life, she may have assigned this aspect of her to the men in her life, giving them the power to stop her from doing what she wanted. So it doesn't necessarily matter if this was an ex or a stranger or an aspect of her. It's a force that is preventing her from doing what she wanted to do. It was a force that was preventing her from expressing her creativity and authenticity. Dreams can also show us how much that we are growing and overcoming our fears. For example, this same woman may have a dream in the future where she's painting the kitchen wall of vibrant yellow color and she feels really happy and joyful about it. In this dream, there's nobody opposing her. She's taken back her power and expressing her creative and authentic self. When I was in my 20s, I dated a man who turned out to be abusive and violent. This was in my early 20s. Although I finally broke away from him, I had these fears that often plagued me. And I would have these reoccurring dreams after I left this man. And the first time he was lurking around outside of my house, threatening to break in. I was so haunted by this man and these dreams that I ended up calling him to find out where he was mentally and emotionally. We ended up getting together and he told me he had found my house where I was living and was outside the house with a gun planning to kill me. But then he realized he didn't really want to kill me. Although I don't know for sure whether he was telling the truth, my dreams were showing me that he was stalking me and I was in fear. So this was a type of premonition and also picking up on the energy. For years after this, I had dreams of a man crawling up the balcony of my apartment and breaking in through my sliding glass door. At first in my dream, I would hear him coming in through the sliding glass door and coming after me. I would awaken in fear. The dream was reoccurring. And so 
in another one of these dreams, I heard him on my balcony and I got up to see him trying to break in through my sliding glass door. Finally, the last dream I ever had on this topic, I became aware of him climbing up my balcony. I went out on the balcony and found his hands on the top rail trying to climb up over the rail. I found some kind of tool and started slamming his hands until he was forced to let go and he fell several floors to his death. That was it. I killed the enemy. He no longer came back. In this dream, I was slowly taking my power back from a situation that had caused extreme PTSD which involved a series of reoccurring nightmares where I had been stalked and attacked. I finally took back my power, killed the enemy, and the nightmares stopped. I've had other dreams that had the same kind of violent theme. In one, another man was breaking into my house, which is my psyche. And when he entered, I told him he needed to leave. He wouldn't leave, and I ended up beating him to a bloody pulp. I was a warrior. Yeah, I knew how to, how to defeat this person. So he was lying on the floor in my house, my psyche, powerless and defeated. I was so disturbed at the violent nature of this dream and how violent I had become, I consulted a shamanic friend of mine who told me it was the only thing I could have done to stop him from invading me psychically. I had to show him that he was not welcome in my house. If we are violent in our dreams, it doesn't necessarily mean that we are violent people. Dreams are happening on a different realm. We are not hurting anyone on the 3D physical level when we hurt somebody in our dreams. We're doing battle with them on a psychic level, facing our fears and taking back our power. So we need to embrace the warrior within that has the power to defeat the enemy. I've had clients who have also had violent dreams and like me were disturbed and concerned about it. After having had the experiences that I've had, I understood them to be opportunities to take back our power from someone who had previously overpowered us, stalked us, abused us, and betrayed us. In the dream time, we're showing them that they no longer have power in our house, our psyche. We draw a strong boundary and let them know they're no longer welcome here. Sometimes we can't make out who the enemy is in our dream, but it doesn't really matter. It is that which we feel powerless around. The enemy could be a stage where we fear public speaking or our identity as a nice person who never hurts a fly, even to our own demise. 
It could be the part of us that loves unconditionally, even though that person or people continue to hurt and betray us. It could be a social group or family members we're psychically fighting against to take back our power. So often it isn't necessarily a recognized person who shows up in our dream, but what a person or a group of people represent to us. The enemy is often within, and in this case it may show up as an external person that we're fighting against, but really it's a part of ourselves that continues to betray and defeat us. Dreams can give us insight as to who or what the enemy of our progress is. We have dreams that help us to work through our feelings of loss, whether we lose a lover in a breakup or a family member or close friend to death, we will often confront the loss in our dreams. We might find ourselves crying from the deepest place within us and even wake up crying. Often we don't grieve deep enough in our waking reality. So our dreams put us in touch with our deepest grief. It may be like opening a can of worms where all the grief we've buried and stored in our bodies floods to the surface and we grieve deeply in the dream time. We may wake up from these dreams still feeling the deep grief and loss and feel very disturbed by this. We may not realize that our dreams are actually helping us to truly access the grief and purge it from our body. Dreams are not meant to be taken literally, they're symbolic. They're on the realm of the subconscious mind, which is an entirely different realm than our waking reality. So it's important to understand the symbols, not necessarily how they show up in dream books, but how they're showing up for us. What's going on in our personal lives is often a clue as to what these dreams mean. A book can't access our psyche and interpret our dreams for us, but can give us some basic clues, such as the house representing the psyche. Some other clues is that driving in a car can represent control. I had a dream where I was driving my car and my ex-husband's truck at the same time. Dreams don't make sense, so I can't tell you how this looked. I had the hands on both wheels, and as I continued down the road, I realized I could no longer manage both vehicles, and I had to let go of the wheel of one of the vehicles. So I let go of the wheel to his truck, and his truck crashed into a house. Shortly after that, I crashed into another house because I couldn't regain control of my wheel. My ex-husband and I had recently broken up when I had this dream. He was very dependent on me 
and had difficulty making his own decisions. He would look to me to make the decisions for both of us. And then he would blame me for my choices when he didn't like how things turned out. He had difficulty taking responsibility for his own life and life choices. I finally had to let go of the wheel of influence in his life and let him have the consequences of his own actions and choices. I was no longer going to play the role of the one he could blame for the circumstances of his life. At that time, I had been so deeply codependent that my own vehicle was out of control and also crashed. But I was able to recover and take full responsibility for my vehicle. I would no longer try and drive two vehicles at the same time. I've also had dreams where I was in the back seat of a vehicle and someone else was driving recklessly. And this represented my putting my life in someone else's hands who did not take care with me. I had given my power away to someone who didn't care about my well being. And this showed up as being a passenger in a vehicle where the driver was reckless and out of control. I've had dreams where I was driving, but either lose control of my vehicle or find that my body's paralyzed and I can't step on the brake to stop the car from going over a cliff or spinning out of control. Of course, this is symbolic of feeling out of control in my life in some way or feeling paralyzed and unable to take action. When I awaken from this kind of dream, I reflect and meditate on the meaning, especially if it's really disturbing like this. Having the basic understanding of what the house and the car represent is helpful in interpreting my dreams. Monsters in our dreams often represent the thing that we fear as well. Snakes, that's a big one, can represent several things. I've had many dreams with snakes and they are nightmares for me because I don't care for snakes. I've always been afraid of snakes since I was a small child. And in my dreams, they are usually deadly snakes, they're venomous. So I've had many dreams where there's a snake in my bed, imagine that. And I'm afraid to move or I'll, I'll be bitten. So there's that being paralyzed. And this dream is pretty clear to me that I've often found myself sleeping with the enemy or a man who does not love me, care about me or have my best interest at heart. These narcissistic men I've been with are venomous in many ways as they come with a great deal of toxicity. In several of my snake dreams, I'm actually bitten and I have to deal with the poison in my bloodstream or this belief that I'm going to die. And so there, there may be a death, rebirth or transmutation that has to happen in my life to move beyond these circumstances, a death and rebirth. 
So I may have dreams also where I'm surrounded by snakes. I'm in a pit of snakes and they're all around me and I can't get away. I'm trapped. A venomous snake is poisonous and not safe to be around. If we believe that we can befriend them or that they're benign and we get too close, we're likely to be bitten because it's a snake's nature to bite. Once bitten, we have to deal with the toxic poison in our bloodstream or rather our psyche. It's a very long recovery process. When I have snakes in my dreams, I need to look at where the toxic thought, belief, or person is in my life and how to change my circumstances. Now, notice I said toxic thought, belief, or person. Sometimes that toxicity is within us and we have to confront something within ourselves. We are often part of the toxicity until we can recognize what is toxic within, we will draw to us toxic people and circumstances. Dreams are extremely valuable if we can remember our dreams and use them to inform us. I recommend anyone listening who wants to have deeper insight into their own psyche to keep a dream journal at your bedside along with a good working pen. When you awaken from a dream, turn on a soft light and write down everything that you can remember. You don't have to interpret it right away, but you do need to capture as much as the dream of the dream as you can remember so you can interpret it later. Ironically, a lot of narcissistic men I've been with don't remember their dreams at all. And I believe that we all do dream, but we don't all remember our dreams or we don't remember all of our dreams. We might be so cut off or out of touch with our inner realm that we don't have access to the wisdom and insight available to us through our dreams. If we don't sleep well and go or go into a deep enough sleep, we may not dream. Or if we go too deeply into sleep, we also may not remember our dreams. REM sleep is the part of the sleep cycle most often associated with the dreams that you can remember when you wake up. So if someone doesn't enter the REM state often when sleeping, they may not remember their dreams. If you are undergoing any type of therapy, doing any kind of plant medicine or self-help work, dream study is a must. I highly recommend it. It will help you to uncover things you need to understand about yourself in order to advance in your personal and spiritual growth. Dream interpretation will help you to heal emotionally, heal grief, fears, and insecurities. It will help you to get unstuck and unparalyzed. It will help to put you in touch with deeper gifts within you. Confront parts of yourself that are holding you back and awaken to your authentic self. So what are you waiting for? Pick up a pen 
and start writing and reflecting on the world you enter when the conscious mind sleeps. If you would like more information about my work, my counseling, hypnotherapy, books, and audio hypnosis downloads, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. I want to thank you so much for being with me today and listening, and I will see you in the next podcast. Have a great day.